0: are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian Peacock, your host with you once again here on the program. This is a Friday Show. Uh, Did not have a show on Thursday. Apologies there. Getting over some sickness. I feel a lot better. I think I sound a lot better today, which is good. My guest today is Nick Winkler. He was on the road this week, so he came back, and now we're going to do our weekly Winkler on Friday, which is right now. So we're going to get into some mailbag stuff, talk about uh, what we saw last week, where the 49ers are at, heading into this week six Monday night football matchup at the Green Bay Packers. I got to remind everybody to subscribe, rate, review the show. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify. We are everywhere. You can go to LockedOn49ers.com, find my newest article that is breaking down all of the pass rushers, not all of them, but seven pass rushers that the 49ers could be looking at in the 2019 draft. It's still October, still still early to be uh, scouting players for the draft. So going to be watching all those guys a lot more, adding some tracking names to the list, depending on who uh, is available, who declares and stuff like that. But with a one in four team, the 49ers, actually, if the season ended today, would be picking number one overall. So uh, that's where we're at right now in the 2018 season. So looking ahead a little bit, but there's still a lot of football to be played. So we're also looking at this week's game against the Green Bay Packers. But go to LockedOn49ers.com. You can find the stream. You can find uh, other articles as well, like the one that I put up there today about college edge rushers. And you can find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. You can email the show LockedOn49ers at Gmail if you want to get involved in these mailbag segments. So with that, let's bring on today's guest.
0: Nicholas Winkler, come on down
1: Nicholas, how was uh, Disney World? Disneyland
0: Yeah, land It was, land. Uh, you know, they call it the happiest place on earth I'm going to go ahead and call it the most expensive place on earth <laughs> I mean, when you go there with the kids It's hard to say no You know, and they oh. want this and that And you're like, okay, yeah, you can buy that $22 stuffed animal All right, fine Oh, a hot dog for nine bucks Seems like a deal yeah, All right deal.
1: It's an extra long hot dog, right? It's, it's got an extra inch
0: it does. It goes over the buns. So you're yeah. like, well, there it is. That's where all my money's going yeah. right there to that extra bit of dog.
1: That's exponential hot dog cost.
0: Yeah. No, and it's worth it, dude. Let me tell you. Woo. <laughs> but as long no, as it was fun, it was great.
1: Hopefully, the family had fun. The kids had fun. I'm, I'm sure they loved it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about, just seeing it through your kids' eyes. And, you know, you're there for Halloween time, too. So there's a lot of like Nightmare Before Christmas stuff, which was cool. And, no, it was just, it was fun. There was some parades and stuff. I'd never really done those at night and some fireworks. And yeah, so it, it's, uh, it, it was cool. It was expensive as, you know, we, we called it Christmas. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no presents coming.
1: Yeah. So your kids are like, uh, what happened to Christmas? Oh, remember when we were at Disneyland, we said it was Christmas?
0: Yeah, that was it. Here, I printed out some pictures for you to <laughs> remind, remember what happened. <laughs> Hope you were real good because mom and dad didn't get you any presents. Hopefully Santa did.
1: Oh, that's awesome
0: um yeah so it was, it was great <laughs> yeah i'm glad you had what, what was weird too is i actually i was listening to the 49er game on my phone on the direct tv sunday ticket app so i was oh. listening to the 49er game in one ear as i'm driving down there over the grapevine so it's like going in and out and i missed that whole first touchdown by by the cardinals too i was like wait wait what's the score what's going yeah, on
1: no they just scored three yeah. seconds ago there can't be another but, score already
0: I was like, wait, a fumble by C.J. Beathard in the pocket? Wait, that must be a replay from earlier.
1: <laughs> you know, I have that ability, too. If I ever have to, like, get up and, like, go to the bathroom or get something out of the fridge or get food or something, mm. and I come back, like, that's exactly when massive plays happen. So it'll be right. thing things like, why does the score look way different than it's supposed to look right now?
0: Yeah, if three touchdowns happened. <laughs> what's going on? Yeah.
1: I was only in the bathroom for 45 minutes. I mean... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a short one too
1: <laughs> oh geez so um i can't imagine that was good fun it was it was rough watching that football game on tv so i bet like did you did you did you did you finish the whole thing did you troop through the whole i did
0: i did i went all the way through it you know i, I listened i listened i listened i mean there was nothing else to do you know i was just <laughs> driving so and the kids had on their kid music giving the car so it, it was a nice escape oh there you go yeah, but no, it obviously wasn't the outcome I wanted. But you know, at the same time, it, it definitely ate up time, made the drive go by really, really fast. Well, it's like I that's always, not a fun drive.
1: It's like I always say: the the worst football game is better than the best kids song. So as that's, long as you have to listen is that what to you always know. say? <laughs> yeah, I've said that, that for all of four months now. <laughs>
0: that's like your new thing, your new motto in life.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's gonna. I'm putting that on my Twitter bio right now. <laughs> Uh, so I got Love some it. good mailbag questions to get to. I had a bunch of emails that I didn't get to earlier this week. And so, you know, a lot of bummed out 49ers fans. I think there's some mm-hmm. things we can still uh, take pride in the rest of the way. You know, uh, the, the team not quitting, I think, is, is a big part of it. And I don't see this as a, a roster that will quit. I think some fans will jump off before the actual players do. Right. Um, and some some fans already have or they're right on the ledge. And so part of that is why, you know, I'm kind of looking ahead to the draft a little bit, but I'm trying to, uh, you know, teeter that balance. I'm trying to still look ahead at the draft and, and, you know, be real about things, but also there's football to be played. And I think we can uh, we can find a lot of things to look at, even if the 49ers are losing games the rest of the way. A lot of development to happen here with the roster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely time to be like, okay, Richie James, let's give you a full workload this week. You know, yeah, like that's let's, what I'm saying. let's get you out there for 45, 50 snaps and let's see what's going on. Just start, yeah, get the young guys out there. Let's start developing some talent. Um, I mean, I really love what Richard Sherman's still doing out there. You know, he's still mentoring. He's still locking down his side. Dude, yeah. It's still playing yeah, I mean,
1: at a ridiculous level with his injuries. Yeah.
0: It's great. You, it's, a, it's fun to see.
1: You didn't think he was going to play and then he shows up and he's like, no, nope, I got a lockdown. I, don't, I only need one good calf.
0: Right, that's all you need, really. You know, when Rosen's throwing the ball around out there. No, they had a ton of drops in that game.
1: Yeah, I guess we can start there with Richard Sherman because um, I've been so impressed with his play. Not, it's not like. Because I think, you know, you can appreciate how good he was for a long time, even if you hated him as a Seahawk and, and how sure. mouthy he was. And he's kind of. You and, know, and I did. Right. Yeah. And he's it seems like he's a much different person now. Just, you know, he's grown up a little bit. So there's less brashness involved. But uh, just the mental side of the game, I don't think I respected that as much as I should have, because he's it's not about him being more athletic than you and just straight up locking you down wherever you go. He can follow you. He knows the route you're running before you run it. And he runs the yeah. routes for people, which blows my mind.
0: No, you're exactly right. It's like he can tell by your footwork, or he's done his homework, and he's
1: right. you know the route done, yeah. Seen yeah. all
0: the film over and over and over again. like you said, he knows what you're going to do, and so he'll beat you to that point, and he'll break that pass up. And yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch. And like you said, man, it it was hard watching him as a Seahawk. It's like Russell Wilson. It's like you you know he's good, but you hate him. And mm-hmm. I just I wish he played for someone else so that I didn't have to hate him so much. <laughs> and now that Richard Sherman is you know wearing the red and gold, it's it's easy to love the guy because yeah, like you said, he's not young anymore, but he still he still gets it done and he's still a great mentor out there and you still see him on the sidelines constantly talking to those young guys and and taking them under their wings. and it's exactly you know what we wanted to have happen when he signed with the 49ers and it's exactly what is happening. so there, there's definitely some bright points going on with the 49ers right now despite you know the horrible start to the season and the constant injuries and the penalties and you know we can go on and on about all the bad things. But yeah, I like it. Let's focus on some good things here.
1: Absolutely. And b- by the way, I didn't really think about this before, but that matchup with him covering Doug Baldwin will be uh-huh. fun. The ex-teammates both like loud and and that'll be kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm just looking forward to when they play Seattle, period, you right. know. Both both teams are are not necessarily on the rise and, you know, especially going into Seattle, you know, maybe maybe something bounces your way. Got a tough test coming up. On Monday night against a Green Bay team that's you yes. know let's be honest they're not at the top of their game right now either so who knows what can happen no they're not man
1: and if you listen to Wednesday's crossover podcast with Peter Bukowski yeah there's uh there's some bummed out they're two two and one which is better than yeah. one and four but they're not happy with that either and uh, no
0: they're not where they yeah, want to be that's exactly. for sure
1: oh you know what and they- real quick we got to look at the the injury report here because you mentioned um, Richie James mm-hmm. and him playing a bigger role and he might be forced to because they've already had the injuries with um, Dante Pettis and he's still not practicing. Marquise Goodwin actually got into full practice. So it's looking like Marquise Goodwin might play. So that's sort of flipped. But now a new name on the list is Trent Taylor, who's got a back problem. And so, and he had, he had back surgery in the preseason. And so there's a chance that maybe if he doesn't go, then Richie James, I think that's his best opportunity to get in, in the slot and play a full role there.
0: Yeah, as a punt returner as well, right?
1: Right, and yeah, get in and return some kicks. He did return one kick, I think, for thirty-two yards, maybe last week. Uh, DJ Reed was still the guy who who took most of them back, but he did get involved in that too. So, um, yeah, players like that, seeing him get involved in man the the list of injured players is growing and growing. But uh, Matt Breda, he didn't participate, but earlier in the week, Kyle Shanahan said that he was doubtful to play. But he wouldn't rule him out now. It's sounding like there's a chance that Brita could pull what Richard Sherman did last week and actually sneak in there and actually play.
0: I'd love that. I mean, obviously, the team's better when Brita's out on the field. If not, you're going to get a, a real heavy dose of Morris. That's another thing, too. I'm listening and I'm like, oh, cool. Mostert gets a carry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> the immediate cough up. You're like, oh, cool. Uh, we yeah. don't miss you, Brita. What are you talking about?
1: Oh, Ruben Foster, by the way, I don't know if you uh, someone posted on my timeline and some videos of Ruben Foster, and I noticed he was sort of uh, favoring his shoulder during the game. He never I don't think he ever left the game, but there was definitely something wrong with his shoulder. And he was a limited participant as well in practice. So hopefully. Yeah, I go. saw but,
0: that. And, like we've said from from the time he you know joined the 49ers, he plays really violently and yeah, know, it, it shows up and he's the type of guy, too, that's going to be like, no, I'm fine. His arm's like just dangling. He can't move. He's like, I'm good. Literally, he
1: was not moving his arm and he was just playing. And I don't, I don't, it's like at some point you're like, why don't you see that and take him off the field? Or maybe the coaching staff is just too busy. They don't see that right away until later. And, but uh, it was obvious watching the game that he was hurt.
0: Yeah. Like we talked about having a a guy to remind Kyle Shanahan to run the ball in his ear all the time. Maybe they got to have an injury guy too. It's just like, uh, Rubens not moving his arm again. Yeah. That's, it's the shoulder. No, he's not going to tell you. (laughs) Try to lift it up, you know, just things like that. But yeah. It might be beneficial for the team in the long run, really.
1: Right. And um, speaking of the other side of the ball here with the with the injury report, Aaron Rodgers and listening to Peter Bukowski talk about it on Wednesday, it looks like Aaron Rodgers might have tweaked his knee a little bit in that last game. And so he's not practicing, but I guess he doesn't practice early in the week and only gets in at the end of the week because he's still nursing the injuries he's already had. So. Um, I don't, I don't know if there's any worry there that Rogers wouldn't play, but he, mm. he is banged up. And so that's something that the 49ers might be able to use to their advantage on Monday.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, he's definitely not mobile, which is, you know, kind of good news for the 49ers, but that man, that pass rush is still pretty non-existent.
1: Yep. Yeah. We've got to get those shame the big guys to get in and, and land on him, get a 15 How yard penalty, but not going to let him oh, he, yeah, he's getting better every week. And the man. fact that he's been hurt and then showed up with the, uh, uh, the the PFF team of the week as right tackle. That's awesome. Yeah, so he's, he's been pass blocking pretty well and playing through injury, and he's been a good run blocker since he showed up. So yeah, definitely uh, not a bad pick there from the 49ers. It looks like he's going to be a long-term piece and at least a very good right tackle, and he might be the heir apparent to Joe Staley on the left side too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely leaning towards that.
1: Uh, let's dip into this mailbag. What do you say? Sounds good, buddy. All right, we're going to keep this going with the mailbag. But first, I got to tell you guys about Swap.com. Isn't it crazy how much we pay for new brand name clothes? Why do we buy new kids clothes if they just outgrow them in a few months? Wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes? Well, there is. Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to store after store and sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com. With easy-to-use filters to find just what you need, over 14 million tons of textiles are wasted each year. So shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment, which is something you can feel good about. With Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off retail price on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carters, Nike, J.Crew, and Gap. Quality hand inspected items are added daily. If something doesn't fit, enjoy hassle free returns within 30 days. And of course, a special offer to our listeners of Locked On 49ers get 35% off select items on your first order with promo code LOCKED ON. That's one word, LOCKED ON, plus find new deals every day on swap.com's homepage. Again, gets 35% off select items on your first order with promo code LOCKED ON at swap.com. Okay, here's a good, let's start with Hindenburg49ers on Twitter. Uh, he said, if the one in 4 Niners were a ride at Disneyland, what ride would they be?
0: <laughs> uh, well, you know, California Adventure, the Guardians of the Galaxy, dude. Because you're all excited, you know, you're going up, everything's cool, and then boom, the bottom drops out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow.
0: And then, and then you go back up, you're like, oh, no, wait, things are looking good. Nope, drops back down.
1: Oh, wow, okay, that's amazing. I like that. That's a great answer. Yeah. I don't I'm not familiar with the ride, so I can't answer that. But uh, the way you explained it is is perfect.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's the only thing I can think of. Everything else is so you know happy and joyful. There's not a whole lot of joyfulness going on right now. 49er <laughs> land.
1: So we talked about how the roster is not going to fall apart and the team is going to play their butts off the rest of the year. Uh, Jeffrey via email here, he wonders who is going to be the first 49er to lose it. The team is playing terribly, and yet everyone is still playing, uh, all, uh, saying all the positive cliches to the media. Who will be the player that bucks that trend?
0: Ooh, that's a tough one, man. I think that's. I, I hope the, no one does.
1: That's one of the main things that the new regime has done when they brought in guys Shina, Shanahan and Lynch is yeah, high no. character players. They don't have the type of guys that just start. You know, uh, and we see it around the league, especially the wide receivers right now. It's like an epidemic, just the diva behavior and, and guys talking trash to each other and using Twitter and uh, Earl Thomas getting carted off the field, flipping off his own sideline. It's like <laughs> the 49ers don't have a lot of that going on, which is a very good thing.
0: And that's just it. I mean, what can you really point a finger at? You know, there's no, not going to be one person who's like, it's your fault, you stupid, you know, like, no, it's kind of all falling apart right now. And in order, you know, if somebody's going to do that, you're clearly going to be out on the street because, you know, things are bad already. You don't need that kind of cancerous activity or a, a attitude in the locker room when things are bad. You know, you want those positive guys. And like you said, that's what the regime has really prided themselves on uh, since they took over. It's just really getting high character guys. And, it, it, you know, it looks like they've got a lot of that.
1: Absolutely. And so to answer so I don't the question, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think I don't see a player that I could expect would do that.
0: Yeah, Trent Taylor, maybe he seems like
1: (laughs) yeah. No, they're they're all yeah. They all (laughs) like each other too. Genuinely, it seems like.
0: Him and Kittle are gonna start fighting.
1: Right, they're gonna start arguing over who's got the best for too long biceps. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. Let's go to Anthony. He's got a super long email. I'm not gonna read, but just the (laughs) the headline of his email here. The subject line is: Are we worse than Tom Sula or Erickson's 49ers?
0: Ouch. No, because you know with really look at it look at you know i was at the happiest place on earth the most expensive place on earth. the 49ers are like <laughs> the most injured team on earth you know it's it's really it's been so bad every single week something else keeps happening it started in the preseason it, it continues and you can't really blame the you know the coaches for that or the scheme for that or anything like that it's just some bad luck man
1: yeah absolutely and he he takes a lot of people to task here but um I understand the frustration too, so of Anthony, Anthony, no, it's- they're not worse, and the other part of it is those teams were bad and had to continue to be bad to get better. I think the 49ers, you can see I mean, it, you thought it was going to be this year, but it's not, but I think there could be a big jump next year. Obviously, losing your starting quarterback is the, the, the biggest thing. So yeah, once that happens, you can't start blaming everything when you don't have your franchise quarterback. Not I mean, how many teams in the league could lose their number one quarterback and you're like, okay, it's still a playoff team.
0: Right. Well, certainly not the no, Packers. It, it, we saw it it that last year with them. Um, I mean, some teams do get better when that happens, too. I feel like well, Cleveland Browns got better when that right. happened. But they also had the number one pick overall in the draft, and drafted a draft mm-hmm. the quarterback, that they want to be their future starter. So Absolutely. that kind of made it easier for them.
1: Uh, Anthony also asked about, uh, in the spirit of the Shadow 49ers, he was uh, wanting me to point to some college football games and players to be watching. So go to LockedOn49ers.com, and Saturdays will be a lot more fun if you look at those names I put down there for edge rushers, and I'll look at some other positions as well as we go forward, and those are definitely some teams to watch. And uh, it always helps me, because, I mean, I don't have a a team I root for with college football or anything like that. My -hmm. college didn't have a team. I always felt it was weird that people really got into a school they didn't go to and rooted for. Me too,
0: man. I never got it.
1: We just flat out didn't have a football program at San Francisco State. Go Gators, right? Uh, Right. But... Yeah, it makes college football more fun. That's what that's the only lens I watch college football through is like, does this is this guy an NFL prospect? No? Okay, this I don't want to watch that game then. <laughs> but it's awesome because every game pass. and you don't know about him yet, and every game you turn on, whatever, Eastern Illinois, right? And all of a sudden mm. you're like, "Oh, who's this Garoppolo kid?" Right. And so, it's it's that kind of thing. So you can find some nuggets in just about any game, but uh lockedon49ers.com you can find some edge rushers to watch on Saturdays. We'll read let's it today see here let's or go, tomorrow.
0: It's
1: fine. <laughs> let's go to Rodney. I like, it's funny because the people on Twitter, the way they talk to me and the people via email, the way they talk to me, I'll open up some emails and it's like, that is way too long for a mailbag. So sometimes I have to look through here and just find one subject in an email to talk to you. Rodney always likes to send long ones and I don't care. Yeah. Send long emails all you want, but uh, let's go to Rodney's email here. here. Here, are some quick thoughts from Rodney. Uh, he said a lot of mistakes are correctable. I forgot to put that in my optimistic category. If you remember, I read, I think, all of his oh, email right. last week. Um, he says the Niners need an identity, which I can kind of see. Like Right now, they're a collection of players, and you don't really... And actually, so on Wednesday, Wednesday's crossover show, Peter asked me, he's like, okay, what can you hang your hat on? What are the things you can bank on for the 49ers? And it took me a second to think about it. I was like, well, I don't really know. And I think that's yeah. a great point by Rodney. Like, what is the identity of the team? I think they're going to be able to run the ball I think it hurts that their number one and number two running back are out now, so that hurts. But I think up front, just the scheme and the offensive line they put together is going to be able to run the football. So I think you should be able to bank on that. They've been a pretty good run-defending team and can't get off the field on third downs. Uh, Except for last week, they were able to get get off the field quite often, but I think that was also a function of the way the Cardinals were running their offense and having the rookie and trying to protect him, and they were about as vanilla as you could possibly be. And it was funny because it was a team that was – doing everything, trying to win, and kept screwing it up in the 49ers, and then the Mm. Cardinals, who are being as conservative as possible, trying as hard as they could to not lose, and that one out. (laughs) But usually, I don't don't know if it necessarily works that way all the time, but it worked for the Cardinals last week. But, yeah, what's the identity right now? That's a good question.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it sucks to say it, but it's it's the identity of of injuries, right? I mean, it looks like just a really banged-up football team, and it's almost like you expect it at this point. You know, when a play ends, you're like, Oh, someone's down. It's going to be a 49er. Oh, sure enough. There we go. 49er down. Oh, he's getting carted off. Cool. Oh, knee injury. Even cooler. Like, it sucks to say that, but I mean, what else is there? Really? I totally agree. Yeah. It's a bummer, man.
1: Let's keep this moving. Let's go to Switzerland. This is from Dennis in Switzerland. I love Switzerland. Yeah. I've never been there. Have you been there?
0: Interlock it, man. It's so beautiful. Do it. Yeah.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
0: Yeah, it's like you you got the Alps right around you, these huge, you know, snow-capped mountains and then Interlaken's like this beautiful little valley town or village in there and it's got the turquoise water and oh yeah, it's just unreal. So it's like you're in a different world.
1: So Dennis from Switzerland has a great point about um, why that, that fans basically shouldn't be as disappointed maybe in the in the results as they are because the way he looks at it is almost all of our projected starting skill players we are down at the beginning of the second quarter of the last game. No Jimmy G, no Jarek McKinnon, no Mabrita, no Pierre Garcon, uh, no Marquise Goodwin, no Dante Pettis. It's yeah. Like, where, where can you expect the points to come from and where can you expect the plays to come from? So that makes a lot of sense.
0: I need more leaning on the fullback. Let's get a little more use check action going.
1: They've used it a lot. And I was thinking that too. I know. It's like, Man, with the especially with the way 2018 has gone insane offensively, and with passing mm-hmm. games from a lot of teams, like how could you line up against the Kansas City Chiefs and how that offense is running right now, and be like, dude, we're gonna run fullback screens and blow you out of the water, right? You know, even if it's working, it's like scheming open the fullback is great for a third down here and there. That's not the way to compete <laughs> right now in the NFL.
0: No, you're exactly right. The way the NFL is headed right now, like that, that seems ancient. Seems like you know prehistoric times.
1: Peter's looking ahead to next year about a few guys uh, drafted free agents. He wants to know about getting Tevin Coleman in. Uh, that'll be a free agent from the Atlanta Falcons. He says, Breda and McKinnon break like plates at a Greek wedding. Um, <laughs> no, Coleman's had <laughs> yes. his fair share of injuries too. I like sure, the reference. He that. has. So uh, running backs just get hurt. So you got to be deep at running back. So I, I fully expect the 49ers will add either a free agent or draft a running back Uh, not necessarily to be the starter over McKinnon who they expect to be back next year but just in case you have to have a guy who's capable of starting and so I don't know Yeah, I think
0: Coleman's gonna get paid next year
1: yeah and I don't you can't pay no that's the thing is like people talk about Le'Veon Bell the 49ers aren't gonna pay two top 10 running backs no you can't so if you pay someone like Le'Veon Bell or even Coleman you might have to let Jarek McKinnon go and we still haven't seen what he looks like in the offense Um, so I think a lot of that, I mean, they're going to have to really look at his medicals and see where he's doing. And it'll be pretty early by the time free agency and the draft rolls around, you know, in February, he's not going to be running or anything yet. Um, well, he might be actually, he's already starting to do some light work. So maybe they can see how far along he is in his ACL recovery and he should be ready to go by training camp, but he's not going to be full go yet when the, the draft and especially when free agency starts. So I think you have to be prepared to have someone who could be, Potentially the starter going in, but you also have to know that we have, you have two other guys that you think should be able to be able to start. So how much emphasis do you put on the position? I think to me what you do is you go into the draft and if you see the right guy in the right round, say round three, four, five, that's when you draft a player. And to me, I don't think they'll spend big. On running back and free agency, but it's possible. And Tevin Coleman and Tevin Coleman was basically Joe Williams before Joe Williams. He was the guy that Kyle Shanahan wanted to draft, and that's why Atlanta had drafted him. So you know he likes him. And you know he's a fit for the system. So there, right. there is something there. I, I could definitely see him being a target.
0: And maybe he takes a bit of a pay cut to go
1: play with Kyle. I mean, who knows? And it depends on price. Overall, I mean, if he if he takes backup money, then that's fine, because that's what you want him to be. If he needs starter money, maybe you're like, mm, OK, or you can structure it away. It's like, OK, let's go through this season and then we'll keep the guy after 2019 that we want to keep at the price because you can drop. Basically, they can cut Jerick McKinnon anytime they want.
0: Yeah, yeah. But they paid him because that's the kind of guy they wanted, you know, that explosive exactly. kind of scat bag thing. And then Breed has shown that he can handle the workload as long as he you know doesn't get hurt. You get you give him 10 carries, and he's going to get you 50, 60, 70 yards, you know? Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's been pretty solid so far. It's just, man, it's just injuries. Yep. It really is. And it's one of those things, like, I don't know if he's injury-prone. I honestly don't. I, everybody on the 49ers right now seems injury-prone, so it's hard to, to put that label on a guy. I like the Greek plate thing, though. <laughs> yeah,
1: I do like that. Uh, let's go to Gleb. And he's having a tough time, so maybe... Me too, Glad, me too. Maybe Nick, you and I can help him out a little bit.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I'll put my positivity hat on real quick.
1: So he was talking about, he sent this after the game on Monday. He said, yesterday we all endured some of the most soul-crushing football imaginable. Whatever optimism left after the injury is finally dead and buried. The injury in all capitals. So I assume he's talking about the Jimmy Garoppolo injury. So my question is... What to do now? Is there anything left to salvage from this season? Or should I stick to the Dubs and the Sharks? Or worst case scenario, adopt some other surrogate NFL team for the season?
0: That's the thing about the NFL, man. You can just watch anybody. It's just a lot of fun because it's a great game to watch on television. But that being said, stick with your team. You know, you know, just No matter what's going on out there, sometimes it sucks to watch your team get their, get their butts kicked. But at the same time, like some good stuff may come out of it. We may get some young guys that start to develop and all of a sudden, like, Oh, look at this. Week seven, we all of a sudden have a great new running back that just came off our practice squad. Or, oh, look at this. You know, there's a new starting safety that I'm all of a sudden in love with. Like, you know, it's your team. You stick with your team.
1: Right. You can watch some upcoming free agents around the league and be like, "Ooh, how would this guy look with the 49ers and then then get your soul crushed again when they get franchise tagged or something like that. Exactly. Because
0: that's what happens
1: to <laughs> you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's a fine line between overvaluing your players and loving your team too much. Because, you know, you get the fans that are like everybody on their 53 is the best player of all time.
0: Right. No, I, mean, I don't want to get rid of that guy. Yeah. So, yeah. I love my backup cornerbacks. It's like, do you really? But
1: at the same time, you can't jump ship because then what kind of fan are you? Exactly. So stay in the moment. Stay locked in. Look for the things that you can find, the development of some of the young players. You can you can you can look ahead and be like, okay, Jimmy Garoppolo's plugged in. We're healthy. We add this piece in the draft, this piece in free agency. These guys develop. Boom. That's the way to I think look at the twenty eighteen season.
0: Boom. Stay dude. locked in or eh, dare I say locked on. Eh? Right. Eh?
1: Exactly. Stay locked on daily here on the podcast and locked on <laughs> and locked into your team. And dude, come on. Basketball, hockey, those are those are January Seriously. sports. Those are February come on. sports. We don't need to yeah. worry about that right now. These people that, It's October. Oh, I
0: saw your, your post about the guy going into the bar and being like, put on the preseason oh basketball gosh. game.
1: This guy was the worst. We're sitting there. <laughs> playoff baseball is on. Uh, I, I was hanging out with some other dudes. One guy was a Dodgers fan. He had a Dodgers hat on. He's watching this game. This guy, old crusty dude walks in like he owns the bar. You guys watching this game? Like, uh, yeah, we actually are watching this game. He's like, I want to see the preseason basketball game. We all look at him like, well, sorry. There's <laughs> yeah, probably some fine. other. Maybe your house is open. I don't know.
0: Right, find somewhere else, dude.
1: Do you have a TV, you jackass? But uh, <laughs> uh, th- everyone was just killing this guy, and the bartender was getting super mad at him, and he wouldn't leave it alone. And like he would come wow. back around. And then one of the games ended because there was the Red Sox game, and then there was the the Dodgers game happening. And so right. the Red Sox game ended, and th- and one t- there's two TVs in this bar. One each had each game. So that one ended, but there was other people on the other side and then both were the baseball games. And he was super pissed after that. Oh,
0: I bet. He's oh, you're so the same game. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, um, <laughs> and dude, what, what are you going to watch? What are you going to gain from a preseason basketball game?
0: It's so ridiculous. The
1: Starters aren't going to play much. It's just uh, this dude was like, don't be that guy. Do not be that guy, please. I never will be. <laughs> I know you won't be. I was talking to <laughs> everyone else. out there. I was talking to, uh, Mark. Gleb. No, yeah, Mark.
0: were you at this bar on this certain day mark uh
1: let's finish it up with tyrone here his this the subject title is it could happen and i'm i'm so excited to find out what could happen he said uh what's up bp he didn't say hi to you nick which i think is messed up should i stop or should i keep going
0: no hey this has been a fun podcast (laughs) bye everybody
1: he says okay your listeners along with the rest of the 49ers nation may not want to admit it but in the back of our mind, we believe the Niners are still in it. He said, hashtag what if? Bethard and our beloved 49ers find a way to pull the rabbit out of the hat, make a believer out of everyone, and bring the ship home. The championship is the, is the ship I believe he's talking about. Oh,
0: sure, sure. Who do you think? I was, I was trying to figure out which of like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ship.
1: Oh, uh, Tyrone. Like, what, what I, ships I, are you I love about? the optimism No, I there, mean, clearly, Tyrone.
0: Tyrone. Yeah, that that is like one end of the optimist you know of like the spectrum you're like as far as you can go towards the optimistic side and sure you're right it could happen Uh, I don't think it will but I I'm with you buddy let's 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 do this I wonder if you got a big old win start start against the Packers why not
1: I'm trying to think of any is there any famous teams that started really bad and made the playoffs
0: there's an 0-4 team when like the Chargers or someone made the playoffs after an 0-4 start or
1: Something like that. Hmm. Oh, here we go. Okay, I just found it. The 2015 Kansas City Chiefs went 1-5, and and they went to the wild card round.
0: That's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, they won week one, lost five in a row, and then ended up going to the
0: playoffs. Oh, there you go. See, Tyrone, anything's possible.
1: Yeah, so there you go. The 49ers can still lose this week and make the playoffs.
0: Uh, I learned something this past couple days, Tyrone. when you wish upon a star, makes no difference <laughs> who you are. <laughs> Anything your heart desires.
1: By the way, I'm seeing a whole list of teams here: 2004 Packers one and four, 2002 Titans one and four. They finished eleven wow. and five. Uh, 2002 New York Jets finished in a three way tie after starting one and four. Finished the season nine and seven. The Houston Oilers of 1993 were one and four. They won out. They finished twelve and four. What and the ninety-two Chargers finished eleven-five after starting one-four.
0: That's crazy. So went out. Here we go. Those are all Didn't playoff teams. It.
1: So this is an unprecedented. Tyrone, you're right.
0: Yeah, I'm on board. Let's see. Uh, you know, and we'll talk more about it next week after they go two and four, beat the Packers, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, they're going to do it first. <laughs> to shock the Packers. Uh-huh. Rock air. Just. Hurt Aaron Rodgers, get him out of the game. DeForest Buckner right. is going to land on him. Uh, De- uh, Reuben Foster is going to come in on a blitz, take him out. Or one Ro- arm, Rodgers is going to get too cute, and, and you know, and they're both not going to have any arms left after that collision. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, but here I will say this: that the Forty ers are going to start clicking on a certain level at some point, right? So sure. they can already run the ball a little bit, which is a big key to, wit- to winning football games, right? And also. Yes. So it's stopping the run. And those are a couple of things they can do. So if Beathard starts to kind of get in the zone a little bit, some of the receivers start making plays. George Kittle is one of the best already, I think, I think he's one of the top 10 tight ends in the league.
0: Already. Yeah, there's no doubt.
1: And so they have some ability. They just haven't clicked on a lot of things. And when they do click, they're not clicking at the same time. So they're, they they could, at at this current team, the current state that they're in, click more play a little bit better down the stretch absolutely and win some games i'm not going to say they're going to be going into the playoffs but they're th- it's not like they're going to roll into every week and you're like oh this team can't possibly win they could still win every game in the nfl that's the parody that the league is in right now that's it's a, it's a crazy league so if they start to play better and start to play more consistent they can win some games
0: i like where your head's at brian thank you tyrone for that yeah. optimism thanks
1: tyrone let's end on that optimistic note
0: sounds good buddy
1: all right nick thanks for joining me once again my pleasure. Thanks everybody for listening. We will be back on. I guess I'll be back on Monday and do a little pregame episode. It's a weird, weird schedule for the podcast to do the Monday night game. Um, I don't know. We'll see what we do on Monday's show, but uh, yeah, we'll be back next week breaking down the Packers game next week. Have all kinds of more guests and have Nick Winkler, as always, joining me at some point on the show. Actually, we I guess we'll have to do another. Let's do another Friday next week because I am going to do the Rapid React on Tuesday. Sure. So. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do Friday again next week. I'm in. All right, cool. Talk to you guys then right here on Locked On 49ers. See ya.